0: So, yesterday, as we had a beautiful conference, for those of you maybe watching who made it in Buffalo, we, we were at the uh, Basilica, Our Lady of Victories. It seats a thousand, and yet they still had to put chairs on the sides and on the front and in the aisles. And somebody said to me, it was interesting, as we were signing books, we have not been back to Buffalo in six years. And somebody said, you know, as much as COVID has decimated turnouts on almost everything, movies, concerts, everything, this shows how hungry the people are for mercy. And it struck me because as the whole day was filled, a busy uh, day, and that was the theme of these gospel and the first reading, really all three, What is the one word that runs through all of this reading? Humility, humility, humility. And this is important. Now, why did Jesus emphasize humility? All right. He says, if you exalt yourself, you will be humbled. And if you humble yourself, you will be exalted. It was funny because I mentioned yesterday that as I was in the rectory, I... was late and wanted to read the readings. And as I finished reading the readings and saw that the theme is humility, I mentioned this yesterday, it occurred to me, I was like, how come I've never heard a priest ever give a full homily on humility? I'm like, where are the priests? Where are the priests giving a full homily on humility? And then I realized I've never given a full homily on humility. I've touched on it here and there. But that was the Lord's call to do this, myself first and foremost, and for our society as a whole. Because why? Why does Jesus focus on this? Because the king's sin is pride. This is the reason Satan fell. People think in the garden that the reason that Adam and Eve fell is because they ate from the tree of life. It was the tree of life that Jesus, or excuse me, God said not to eat from. But that's not true. What was the tree they ate from? The knowledge, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Notice knowledge. All right, their sin was pride. Like Satan, they wanted to be like God and know all things. And this is how Satan tricked them. God doesn't want you to be like him. This will make you like him. This is pride. And the opposite of pride is humility. This is why it's so important, so that you can resist falling in the way the angels did, not to fall into pride. You know, I I also mentioned yesterday that I heard somewhere one of the great saints, and I've said it here before. This is one of the bits and pieces I've covered that there are many, many souls in heaven that have done bad things. There are souls in heaven that may have drank alcohol excessively, um, maybe looked at things on the internet improperly, maybe, you know, didn't help neighbor when they should have. There are many souls in heaven that were forgiven and hadn't done what they should have done did the wrong things, but there's not one soul in heaven with the vice of pride. Not one. And likewise, he said, there are many souls in hell that did many good things. There are souls in hell that sat in the pew at church. There are souls in hell that worked at the soup kitchen. There are souls in hell that donated to charity. But there's not one soul in hell with the virtue of humility. Wow. You know, today is St. Augustine's feast day. Now, we don't celebrate it liturgically because when a saint falls on a Sunday, we don't celebrate that saint liturgically, but it's still his feast day. August 28th is St. Augustine. And he wrote, It was pride that changed angels into devils. It is humility that changes men to angels. Powerful. He went on to say that man is a beggar before God. Pride leads you to exalt yourself, to rely on your own resources and claim your own achievements. By contrast, humility recognizes that everything comes from God and belongs to God. Therefore, to God alone go all praise, honor, and glory. St. Thomas Aquinas, humility means seeing ourselves as God sees us. Now, this is important. Did you hear that? Humility is seeing ourselves as God sees us. Now, why is this so important? Okay, you've all heard about this, the warning. I mean, there's books on it. There's shows on it. The mystics have spoken about it. What is the warning? The warning is really the illumination of conscience. Okay, Father, what's illumination of conscience? It's where you will see yourself as God sees you. And the world, I said this again yesterday, the world, I believe, is so far gone, is so far entrenched, its Pandora's box has been opened, there will be no longer changing marriage back to be defined as between a man and a woman. It's just, on our own, that's not going to happen. Man is too far gone. But with God, he can help. The illumination of consciousness is where God will enlighten every one of us to see ourselves as God sees us. And the mystics say that it'll be so shocking that a third of the people will die of fright. Because when they see themselves as God sees they'll be like, so shocked. That's why in humility, we cannot be shocked because we will see ourselves as God sees us. This is what Thomas Aquinas says. Humility means seeing ourselves as God sees us. Knowing every good we have comes from him as pure gift. It is pride that tempts us to see ourselves through the eyes of the world and through the lens of others' opinions. I think this is the number one thing. How many of us, before we do things, are motivated by the way we will be seen by others rather than by God? Very interesting. Aquinas said, if you want to see yourself in the light of truth, you must humbly seek to see yourself only as God sees you. His understanding of your soul is all that matters. So when this illumination of conscience comes, if we're already doing that, it won't be a shock to us. But for those who are living, I've never done anything wrong. I've not killed anybody. I've had people come in the confessional literally after 20 years. They were motivated by our live streams, praise be to God, and come in the confessional. But, but really, Father, you know, it's been 25 years, but I, I really haven't done anything wrong. <laughs> i gently and lovingly, I say, well, let's start with pride. Because I guarantee you, when I start walking through the seven deadly sins and the 10 commandments, I guarantee you we can uncover some junk. I guarantee it. The Bible tells us the righteous man sins seven times, or seven seven times 77 in our case, in many cases. Now, humility is a mother of all virtue, right? And it's the foundation of being holy. It's the queen virtue. But as I said, humility is simply knowing the truth. It's not thinking more of yourself. It's not thinking less of yourself. I was in Buffalo and I always said, you know, OJ Simpson would be the vote here for people to say the best running back of all time. No, no, no. As you know, I'm from Detroit. It was Barry Sanders. One guy came up to me afterwards and said, no, Father, it's Jim Brown. But anyway, Barry Sanders, that would be false humility if Barry Sanders came and said, you know, I really wasn't a good football player. Are you kidding me? He did it all with no quarterback, no passing game, no offensive line, and the worst head coach ever. And he did what he did. But yet when he scored a touchdown, he wouldn't do all these dances and look for the camera. He would simply hand the ball to the referee and go sit down on the sideline. He didn't say I wasn't a good football player. That's false. He was the best ever. But yet he didn't draw all the attention to himself. When they'd interview him, he would credit everybody else. That's humility. Don't fall for this false humility. Humility isn't thinking less of yourself, you've heard me say. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. So instead of doing a dance and drawing all attention, Barry Sanders just went to the sideline. He wasn't thinking less of himself. He was just thinking of himself less. this is the thing, you know, for a person to say, I'm no good. I'm worthless. That's actually pride. That's not humility because you are good. God created you good. You're cutting off God completely and you're saying his work, his masterpiece of you as a human being is no good. That's pride. That's what the demons told God. Man is this lowly, slimy creature. Satan fell because he said, I'm not going to worship some lowly, slimy creature that was created below me when it was announced by God the Father that Jesus would become man. So by saying, I'm worthless, I'm no good, don't fall to that trap. That's the trap of Satan. You are good. You were created ontologically good by God. Even the fallen angels were created good. Satan was created good. He chose to fall. By saying, I'm no good, I'm worthless, that's not humility, since that isn't true. All of us have the image of God in us. All of us have been redeemed by Jesus. All of us have value. That's why it breaks my heart. I had, literally, I'm not exaggerating. I had somebody there working with me at the table and she heard it all. I had at least, I mean, I can't even tell you how many people had come up yesterday that they lost someone to suicide. And Suicide Prevention Week is coming up in September. And how many people came up crying, just lost because they lost their loved one, because their loved ones felt worthless, no good of no value. And ended their life please you are good you are a value or god wouldn't have made you is anybody can say that god makes anything that is no good it's impossible god can't make something that is no good you are a value so we have to know this true humility is simply not putting ourselves down but it's not raising either ourselves above god it's knowing our proper place you know true humility is not denying our goodness but it's also not exalting us above god which is we do every day when we put our will against to god's will that's breaking the first commandment which i never hear confessed we break it all the time it's not worshiping allah or buddha it's putting ourselves on the throne instead of god doing what we want not god You know, humility is less about recognizing how lowly we are and more about recognizing how great God is. That's humility. If we know that God is the author of everything that is good, then we need to know that we are not. As little Madison told me in my catechism class, Jesus, I trust in you is knowing that God is God and you are not. (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful. So it's about recognizing who you are before God. He's the creator. We're just the creature. He is infinite. We are finite. He is great. We are small. Not bad. Not created bad. Just small. He is goodness. We are the recipient of goodness. And the truth is this. God created us, and everything good we have is a gift from God. Our family, our faith, our health, our talents. None of this came from us. Our money, nothing. So we shouldn't be boastful. It's not ours. God gave it to us. We're just stewards. And in light of our faults and weaknesses, true humility is this. If you remember nothing else from this homily, remember this, true humility. I am weak, I am broken, I am a sinner. But, but I have been redeemed by Jesus and with God's grace, I can get better. That's humility. Yes, I am broken, but I've been redeemed by Jesus, and with his grace, I can get better. That's humility. Wow. This is important. It reflects the truth about who we are and what we can achieve with God's help. Powerful stuff. All right, so anyway, we realize that we cannot help ourselves And that's when we submit to God's grace to help us. That's humility. The humble person submits for the sake of God to the authority figures that he's placed over us. The church, the bishop, the parish priest, spiritual director, your confessor, your parents, your boss, your coach, your spouse. These are all who God's put over us in some ways. But we tend to follow what we want rather than how God has placed us in the hands of a caregiver. That's why sometimes when we get elderly, God forces us into the hands of a caregiver. He told Peter, there'll come a day when you can't outstretch your arms and even dress yourself. So let's get used to it now in humility of submitting to God and to those he put in authority. Of course, as long as it's just. We don't submit to unjust authority. And what does God want? He wants us to help others. Think of others' needs first. So I finish with what to do. You wanna be humble? We're all striving to be humble. Here's a couple clues, and I finish with this. Speak as little as possible about yourself. Keep busy with your own affairs and not those of others. Avoid curiosity about things that shouldn't concern you. Accept annoyances with a positive attitude. That's hard. (laughs) That one is a big one. Don't dwell on the faults of others. Accept correction given to you even if it's unmerited. That's another hard one. Be courteous and delicate even when you are provoked by someone. And don't seek to be praised above others. Yesterday I mentioned, if you really want to be thrown onto your knees, open up the litany of humility. The litany of humility will shake you to the core. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but this is one that will really get you. If you can get through this one and embrace it, you are advanced in the spiritual life. I'll just read a couple of them. From the desire of being praised, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, which is a big fear for all of us, deliver me from that fear, Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, Deliver me from that fear, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, Jesus. Then there is this, that others may be loved more than I. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. Wow. That others may be chosen and I set aside. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be recognized and I unnoticed. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be preferred to me in everything. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. It's hard enough to read it, but to embrace it. That is purely by the grace of God. So ask God for the grace of the virtue of humility. With it, everything else follows. Without humility, we can't. We can't advance in the spiritual life. It's probably the hardest of all, because we turn internally to ourselves, but it is a way to prepare